In every manger tonight there is wonder, filled with wonder, as darkness deeply curves under the anticipation of light. For God's ancient promise is finding its way into the world tonight, rekindled with new words that will awaken justice once more and return light to the world. In every manger there is a long wait tonight, and whispered questions ask, will this be the one? Will this be the manger where God falls to earth wrapped in skin? So let us hold our breath and wait with the night for the gift of word made flesh falling from heaven and found in fragile skin and vulnerable promise in a manger. Hi and welcome to this Watch Night service from St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. My name is Stuart and I get to be the minister here. We're glad that you could join us from wherever you find yourself tonight. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. One of the highlights of my year was going to see Coldplay in concert. Now, I know that I've just split the room. Some of you have no idea who I'm talking about and some of you are firmly in the no, not for me camp. But the rest of you, well, you might be with me. So most of you probably won't notice and that seems kind of appropriate for tonight. But for those of you who do, you get extra points if you spot the Coldplay lyrics in the next few minutes because this is definitely brought to you by the letter C. So here goes. I have a strange relationship with Christmas. I love it and I hate it at the same time. And I suppose I'm not the only one. 
the whole Christmas shopping thing leaves me absolutely cold. I could live without that quite happily. Avril and I went to a Silverburn shopping mall on Friday and there was, for the two hours that we were there, a whole load of people who were just walking up and down with that kind of mild panic mixed with a completely blank face. Or perhaps that was just me. The pressure to have an amazing day, that's not for me. But there are parts that I like. Pigs and blankets, love those. Mince pies, love those. And this, watch night. I love watch night. For as long as I've been old enough to stay up late enough to come to watch night, it's been one of my favourite hours of the year. As those Christmas lights keep shimmering on, twinkling in the night, the chance to slow it down is more than welcome. Because I love the anticipation of Advent. The long wait with its prophecies and challenges to get ready seems to sit in such contrast to the frantic busyness of the world. The preparation of Advent is spiritual. How do we slow it down when it seems like we're caught in a whirlwind? How do we cut through the chaos as it swirls? It's us against the world, at least that's what it seems like. Watch night seems like one of those rare, still moments. A moment where the world holds its breath. A moment where the clocks seem to stop. A moment where even the yellow flicker of the candles stand frozen. And something incredible happens. And yet, nobody knew. On that first Christmas night, there were no Jerusalem bells ringing. There was just a sky full of stars, shining over a a young woman on the brink of motherhood and a man who was trusting with all his heart that this was part of something way bigger than him. And nobody knew. The whole of humankind was completely unaware that God was doing something that was both completely unexpected and at the same time, something people had been waiting for for hundreds of years. Things were bad. It's almost as if God was missing. Things had been bad for a long time. The Romans were the latest in a long line of brutal invaders. And it couldn't go on. It wasn't supposed to be like this. The poor were getting poorer. The sick were still sick. The authorities cracked down hard on anyone who spoke out. Things had to change. Things had to change. Surely God would act. Surely? God had to act. God had to do something. It had happened before. Back in Egypt when they were slaves, they had cried out to God and, and they had been rescued. So yeah, yeah, it could happen. Things had to change. God would surely act. God had to act. Had to do something. I think we can all relate to that. We look around and we have to wonder sometimes, where is God? Why does God let all of this happen? Why isn't there a way out? to somewhere better. But when heaven's a fire escape you try to cling to in the dark, then we're completely misunderstood, just like they had. In the darkness before the dawn and the swirl of the storm, when we're rolling with the punches and hope is gone, God leaves a light on. God did act. God did something. Fed up of waiting for us to come to God, God came to us. 
frustrated with our feeble attempts to rule the world, God showed us our understanding of power is about as wrong as it could be. God acted. God came here. Not surrounded by midwives and doctors in some private maternity unit. God was born with the animals amid the screams of a labour with no epidural and no air and gas. Not in the confidence of status and position. God was born in the anguish of a man who was completely unable to help. Not in some opulent palace. God was born in the dirt and the straw and the blood and the shit of a place nobody wanted to be. The stillness of this night feels like the only way to end the wait. The wait for the first cry of newborn lungs. Tiny. Fragile, vulnerable. But who wants that kind of God? How could that kind of God ever change anything? It's also strange, so paradoxical. A virgin who's a mother. A God who's a baby. A baby who's both human and divine. We find it so hard to imagine. We might call it magic, we might call it true. But our best efforts to understand it fall way short. But God is with us. God is with us. So where do you want to go? And how much do you want to risk? If this story teaches us anything, if this story of a baby born to a teenage unmarried mother, a baby who would become a refugee seeking asylum in a strange land, running to escape a brutal ruler, a baby who would grow up in a normal home, who would have brothers and sisters, who would go out to play, who would fall over and skin his knees, who would win and lose, who would laugh and cry. A baby who would grow up into a man who would show us what love really looks like. A man who would heal the sick, feed the hungry, bring sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf. A man who would bring good news to the poor. A man who would choose as his friends neither the brightest nor the best. A man who would be nailed to a cross for love. Because our systems of power can't stand that kind of threat. If this story teaches us anything, it's that God needs people like us. Ordinary people. Unexpected people. People others would underestimate. People that others would overlook. Remember when we clapped for key workers because we realised that those we so often take for granted are actually the ones who keep everything going? Nurses and teachers, cleaners, canteen staff, delivery drivers and shop workers. Remember when we looked out for our neighbours because we remembered that we're only as strong as the weakest? Remember when we all stayed at home because we remembered that health is public health, that I really am responsible for your well-being. Remember, because it's so easy to forget. So on this night, this night when the shadows are at the longest and deepest, this night when the darkness seems almost complete, this night where we need the light of this dawning day more than ever, 
We remember that God is born among us again. Among us, among the ordinary. That God is a God who reminds us that God's not looking for someone with superhuman gifts. Some superhero, some fairy tale bliss. The world is transformed when we have someone we can turn to. God says, I want something just like this. When the light comes, it will not be bright like a holy star, but bright in the way a face full of the good news or of justice prevailing is bright. When the light comes, it will not be bright like an angel light, but bright in the way the grain of harvest makes life possible for the hungry is bright. When the light comes, it will not be bright like heavenly glory, but bright in the way a song of freedom filling the lips of those who are oppressed is bright. When the light comes, it will not be bright like a manger glow, but bright in the way children playing in the noisy peace after conflict is bright. When the light comes, it will not be bright like a sacred halo, but bright in the way a baby crying to fill their lungs with life is bright. Right like that. When the light comes, may we be found ready for transformation, the transformation that this moment brings, and witness a birth not in stables and mangers filled with straw and shepherds, but a birth of hope and justice for all the people of the world who have lived in darkness for far too long. Up until now, the word has been not yet. Not yet for the Christ child to be born. Not yet for the prophecy to come true. Not yet for peace on earth. Not yet for enemies to shake hands. Not yet for the hungry to be filled. Not yet for the powerful to hand over their thrones. Up to now, the word among the prophets is the time is not quite right. But promises change times. And the word rearranges itself and not yet becomes now. So let the manger be filled now, let prophecy come true now, and let there be peace on earth now. Let angels sing now, let enemies shake hands now, let the hungry be fed now, and let the powerful share with the poor now. For now it is Christmas Day, hope is born. And the light comes flooding back. For the sake of the world, let us share this good news and bless this sacred moment as we wish each other and the world a peaceful, hope-filled, blessed and happy Christmas Day.
Tonight, wherever we find ourselves as a stable God, and each of us as an angel or a shepherd or a king, tonight we are grateful for the opportunity to relive a story that reminds us that we are part of a picture that unfolds. Tonight we're grateful for the opportunity to relive a story that reminds us we are part of a story 
picture that unfolds from a, a different place in time. That we are today's receivers and givers of amazing that we are today's receivers and givers of amazing news. That every day the beautiful mystery of the Christ child is a real and remarkable thing, just as it was on that first holy night. So we give thanks, God. Thanks for what this night means to us. For sparkling lights which fire our anticipation. For presents pleading to be unwrapped. For homes filled with food and family and friends. But most of all, for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We give thanks, God, that every night can be like this. If we don't shield our eyes from the light. If our present joy is freed to guide our future. If we allow you to make your home in our hearts for all time. So we give you thanks, God. For despite all that we have, we have nothing more to offer. On this night, prophets' words have sprung to life in flesh and bone and blood. For God, our God, makes all things new. On this night, darkness shrinks before the light. The light that's come into the world. For God, our God, makes all things new. On this night, glory shimmies across the sky. Her startled shepherds stop and stare. For God, our God, makes all things new. On this night, a newborn baby's cries put heaven's hopes inside our hearts and heralds peace on earth, goodwill to all for God, our God, makes all things new. On this night, rejoice, give thanks, be blessed. For unto us a child is born. For God, our God, has made all things new. Morning comes bursting. The clouds, amen, lift up this blindfold. Let us see again that God is with us.